0: Hello and welcome to the Bo Show. I'm your host Bo Braden. Today's guest is Hayden Scott, an intern firefighter in Jefferson County and EMT student at Central Oregon Community College. He's a dear friend of mine and I can't wait for you guys to meet him. How's it going good
1: how are you doing
0: Dude, well better now that you're here I'm, I'm excited to have you on
1: good to be here
0: it's been a minute I'd, I'd love for sure you to did. just uh start off and and give me your titles and and labels and all that and then kind of get into how you got there
1: yeah uh so I'm Hayden Scott I'm a student at COCC uh in Central Oregon and I'm a firefighting intern uh, and I'm currently a uh, firefighter one in Madras. So I've just, for about the past eight months, I've been working there and fighting fires and whatnot, and then going to school as I do that. So that's just kind of what I've been doing for the past eight or nine months.
0: Awesome. And then how, how did you get there coming up from Columbia River High School? Tell me a little bit about your journey.
1: Uh, yeah. So my sophomore year at River, uh, I decided to do the fire cadet program through Cascadia Tech that they have. I don't know. I kind of just took it originally just to like not be at River for their classes because it just kind of was a lot of time spent there. So I really enjoyed firefighting and just emergency services. And then once I graduated, I wasn't sure if I still wanted to do emergency services stuff. So I took a year off of school. And then one day a friend of mine, like who's there, who's also in Madras, like texted me and was like, hey, they have an opening in Madras. If you still want to do firefighting. And that's when I was like, yeah, this is what I think I want to do for the rest of my life or at least for now.
0: Where did you find that passion for emergency services and firefighting?
1: Honestly just through the cadet program and like hearing other firefighters talk about their job and it was super passionate about what they were doing. In a lot of careers I feel like everyone hates their job a little bit but like I feel like in firefighting like that's usually everyone just like loves it and when I would hear people talk about it I was like okay this seems like something I think I'm I want to do.
0: What's something that surprised you about the job? There's way
1: more downtime.
0: It's A lot of the times, it's just like doing
1: busy work until you uh, get a call. It might be where I'm at. Madras only runs like 1,000 calls. But yeah, it's a lot of just waiting for calls. Because at the Vancouver department I was at, they run a lot of calls. So yeah. they're always running calls. and So I just, yeah, it surprised me how much downtime there was.
0: Would you just take me through like a typical day or or week or what that schedule's like
1: yeah so there's six interns and all the interns live at the stations so uh like i live in madras and then three other dudes live in a culver station which is right next to madras on our work days we're in madras working with a mentor so we have like a captain we'll basically shadow them for three months and then like just do work for them and like while we're doing work for them we're running calls When we're on shift so a typical day is just pretty much doing whatever your mentor has for you and then uh going on calls when there's calls
0: and and what's that shift like because i know i've heard from from guys that are like in it in it like done with their interning and all that. yeah yeah um they'll be on like a 24-hour shift like what's that schedule
1: so mine is 48 on and 96 off
0: so oh wow
1: yeah, I have four days off at a time, which is super nice because uh, you can get you can like trade shifts with people. That's how I'm able. So I've, I'm in town for two weeks in Vancouver because mm-hmm. I just can get shifts covered. So I'm okay. gone for I can be gone for like eight
0: days oh, just wow. by
1: getting one shift covered. It's super nice, but it's also a lot of time working at yeah. a time for forty eight hours.
0: And so. what's your sleep schedule like with that?
1: Oh, I have <laughs> my sleep schedule is so bad. Lately, we've had like a ton of calls in the middle of the night as an intern you can run calls even when you're not on shift so I'm like always running calls even when I'm not technically working I'm still able to work my sleep schedule is so terrible like there's some nights where I'm like asleep at eight o'clock and then the next night I'm not asleep till like four or three so it just, it just depends
0: with that schedule you have a lot of time off tell me about what you're doing in that time during the
1: summer, I found myself, like, going to Bend and, like, hiking and stuff. But, like, these days, I'm also a full-time student yeah. while I'm firefighting. So I'm, I'm either in school or, like, running calls as well. And then, like, super busy these days. <laughs> just and,
0: and tell me again what you're studying, sorry.
1: My degree is structural fire science. But right now, I'm working on my EMT. The EMT is, like, a five-credit class. So then I have, like, just other structural fire science classes I have to take.
0: I've noticed i haven't I haven't listened to it a ton, but your music uh, yeah. when, did you get, when did you get started in that and uh how has that changed as you've gone on with it?
1: about sophomore year we started making rap music, and it it's always been just like something that was fun to do like it's super stupid. If you've ever listened to it, it's some of the worst music you'll ever hear. It's so bad. The first thing we ever did, we like spent three hours. Like, just my friend Nick has a computer that he makes beats on. And we just spent like three hours just like freestyling on it. And then we released it as an album. And like, that was sophomore year. And it's, if you listen to it, it's so bad. Yeah. But it, so yeah, it just started out as just like joking around. Now it's still
0: just as bad. And yeah. It's
1: still just for like joking around.
0: Has that gotten any sort of following
1: kind of it kind of has like the middle schoolers love it we like on spotify we do okay like we made twelve dollars and eight cents from our music okay like which is you know it's more than i ever thought i'd make on music
0: In in so, per person in that group how much is that
1: Uh it's like a dollar 58 that came out dude because <laughs> we have so many people that we
0: work with. what's your rap name
1: uh my rap name is just chester
0: and where'd that well, come from uh
1: <laughs> that also came around sophomore year i'm pretty sure it started out as reed carlson bullying me like it started out as a tactic for him and like brody to bully me so they were like you look like a chester so we're gonna call you chester and i like had no idea what it meant eventually i was just like i guess i'm chester like that was,
0: you own so, it now. it's no longer theirs you have to. Yeah. Do you use any of that music in your in your TikTok?
1: <laughs> I've tried before. I've tried to like get our music to be uh, like TikTok music. You know Andrew McGaffey?
0: He kind of yeah yeah
1: yeah. Well, he like went really big on TikTok mm-hmm. for some reason, but he used one of our songs and, and it got like two million views on the TikTok. So like, oh wow! But I've never had any luck from using. Oh. Our music and TikToks that I make. It's
0: so, how does streams with music work with TikTok?
1: It doesn't count towards anything. Oh, really? Like, we don't. We get nothing from it. I don't know. It's it's pretty silly. Like. <laughs>
0: Was he using, like, the official Spotify, Apple Music? Yeah,
1: what we use to deliver music puts it on TikTok as well. It was just on TikTok. So the streams just counted towards TikTok streams, so it didn't.
0: See, that. that's confusing to me because I always thought that artists were getting, like, compensation somehow through streams on TikTok.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I know I didn't. I don't know, because there's some songs that, like, literally just blow up on TikTok. Yeah. And... And nowhere else, so people aren't making money from that. I
0: feel like that's that. That's something that's that's weird to me because people are listening to the music. Yeah, that. and so is it is it more just of a exposure kind of thing? Because I feel like when somebody uses, like, there has to be some kind of compensation when somebody is growing a following or a brand yeah. or even making money off of their content that they're putting out there with your music shouldn't there be some type of compensation with that yeah
1: you would think so but i don't know if they just like consider yeah the exposure that you're getting like enough compensation
0: i don't know like it's weird that is weird to me i'd like to look more into that because i know like a lot of lil nas x is the uh, or lil nas the 10th i guess did you see that that he goes no uh, yeah, he tweeted that a couple weeks ago. He's like, "I'm tired of not speaking up on this, but it's Lil Nas the 10th," and I don't know if that was him trolling because he probably—he's
1: a big old troll.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. he probably is the best social media out of anyone. That's funny.
1: I've never seen that.
0: He he does he tweets out some bangers though. Oh of, yeah, he's got uh, some during, good stuff. During during the election, he's like, "I used to I used to drive that Joe Biden to school. Always talking about wanting to be president when he grows up." <laughs>
1: No, he's got a very good Twitter. Oh,
0: oh yeah. Um, but I, I'd love to hear more of your opinions on on TikTok. I know you have a little bit of a following on that. I
1: yeah. I I had a TikTok blow up last September out of nowhere. I made one that was making fun of Andrew McGaffey because and, I don't know. I just like looked through a telescope and called people ugly, and then it got like seven million views absolutely crazy and like that's when i grew a hatred for tiktok because literally content that like i put no effort into got seven million views and like Mm -hmm. it doesn't take a lot to blow up on tiktok it's like it's way different than other platforms i feel like like in youtube i feel like you have to like put a good amount of effort like to blow up Mm -hmm. but on tiktok it's like literally anyone can blow up like you look at like I don't know. You know Sean does magic. Like Yeah. I I love the dude and I think like I'm super like proud that he got as big as he did, but like his content it's like it's just what everyone's making. Like it Yeah. There's nothing like that sets it apart. I don't know, he did it. He found out how to get the algorithm going somehow.
0: I was I was shocked. I'd love to talk with him or one of one of those kids in the because I was so surprised like I I left River and and kind of yeah. distanced myself from a lot of people yeah. and then I just went online one day and and saw Sean had a million on he's yeah in, in Josh popping up like, yeah. like a, a whole group of influencers from the is that the grade below you
1: yeah the grade below yeah. me
0: yeah, all my all my sisters age that are all influencers and my sister's got a decent following on TikTok as well.
1: Well, Sonda's Magic is like one of the most famous TikTokers. He has seventeen million followers or something like that. I think he just hit seventeen million.
0: Wow. I think that's knowing how to market yourself.
1: Oh, 100 percent yeah.
0: With card tricks, you're not that's that's not he's not going for us, you know? No, yeah. Yeah keeping your attention for the forty five seconds or whatever it is yeah. with the, the bright colors and and weird side jokes and yeah. and all that. And and he does a great job of it. And so you gotta oh, yeah. hand it to them on that and what a bunch of eighteen year olds just bought a house oh, in yeah. LA. Like
1: that's cr- yeah
0: like we're all well, gonna yeah. clown it but I, I got no choice but to respect that hustle oh
1: yeah like it's the content isn't for it like he knows who his demographic is and he's super good at that like mm-hmm. that's how he's made it like off of knowing who his demographic is so like yeah props to him for sure like mm-hmm. i'll clown it all day but like yeah, yeah. super props like
0: <laughs> i mean like i'm doing this with five subscribers on youtube and
1: I, yeah, I'm making music with 86 monthly listeners. So, like, who are we to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just made bread off of it. So, like, oh, that's, that's
0: When I asked you earlier about what you wanted to talk about, how TikTok is ruining comedy, yes, I, I'd love I, to hear I, more about that and your opinions on it.
1: I think, I don't know if it's just TikTok, but my humor, like, might be destroyed. Like, that's what it is. I think, like, oh, my yeah. humor has been... <laughs> Strip dry like i think the barry dylan video have you seen that
0: yeah i I posted one of those
1: that's literally the funniest video i've ever seen and it's (laughs) it's not anything like because of tiktok and like how much like we see every day like how much content we see it's not hard to like make me laugh anymore like i used to like a video would have to have like real effort in it to like make me laugh or whatever but now the barry dylan video makes me like (laughs) piss myself
0: laughing it's oh so yeah yeah no i i think it really yeah it's really simplified a, a, honestly a generations
1: yeah humor.
0: like even mine like i feel like i had really complex humor and like i still yeah. will make really com- complex jokes but also like i'll i'll laugh my ass off at somebody just saying like the word beans and it's like what is yeah. wrong oh, yeah
1: it doesn't take a lot to make me laugh anymore. <laughs> yeah. it's, TikTok's a big part of that, I think. And Vine, like, Vine probably, like, pioneered that. Like, just how, like, it's just shortened our attention span so much. Like, one, set one or what was it, six seconds with Vine? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I think it's a minute on TikTok now. But that's okay. so short. And now, like, watching a like a YouTube video is so hard for me. Like, anything yeah. over, like, five minutes is, like, terrible to watch. Like, you know?
0: Yeah, so. that's that's why I worry about things like this, like with my podcast is how do I keep someone's attention for this long?
1: Yeah, we just well, I, We just have really short attention spans. Everyone does like because of like what we have like TikTok and Vine.
0: With, I, with how the algorithm works, it's almost creating like an echo chamber of humor as yeah. well as like political views and that kind of oh thing. yeah like the the for you page is really for you. Like I I rarely see anything now. Like you always see the people's comments like I thought I was on the wrong side of TikTok. Yeah. And and I'm like, oh my God, yeah like I, I thought that I was on conservative TikTok, but it's like yeah. how is that challenging my views at all? Like I, I think and, a lot yeah. of this is creating more divide
1: with like with how tailored things are to you mm-hmm. like you, you look at like twitter and like yeah tiktok you're every it's like what you want to see
0: the apps are designed to hold your attention so i'm yeah. not nobody's gonna sit and watch these these videos of things challenging what they no. think unless they've showed that they're already interested in that
1: and i think that is making like a super close-minded generation. They're seeing what they want to see every single day. And so they have nothing. Like even me, like I never step out of like what I know really. Like it's super hard to do that.
0: Now we've created these echo chambers. Like I have to go out of my way to find something that challenges how I think. Yeah, That's where I struggle because I don't want to seek that out. But I also don't want to be how I think about the other side of things
1: yeah well I don't I never like I don't want to be in a place where I like am definitive. like I can definitively say the other side is wrong like I don't want to be like you know do you get what I'm saying like uh
0: go into that a little more
1: you're so like set on what you believe Mm -hmm. so you like can't even hear other people out I feel like that's become an issue you know like
0: No, I get what you're saying. That was a main part of why I wanted to start this podcast was I think we, especially as a generation, shut people down when they have a differing opinion to us. And so with with this podcast, the main theme was to have people on who present challenging ideas and for people to listen and hopefully as this thing grows, people will send in questions for discussion and want to hear more on these topics and, and people like you who come on as a guest will, will get more of a following so we can create this discourse with, with people and find more of a, a common ground and at least hear a different side of things.
1: Yeah. Literally just like listening. Like that's Mm -hmm. all like, that's where we need to go. Like now, like just being able to like, not shut someone down for like disagreeing with you. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's been like super normalized. Like, just like if someone disagrees with you, don't hear them out. Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's pretty dangerous. So like having stuff like that is super important, I think.
0: Definitely. And I think with everything that's gone on in the past year, I, I mean, I, I fell into this as well, where I got into arguments with friends instead of discussions. Yeah. And and I
1: think like, they don't know a lot about like what they're talking, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I have an opinion about things, but I don't think I should, like, I think I don't know nearly enough to be opinionated on things. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people like have such a strong opinion, but they're like not super educated.
0: I'm very strongly opinionated, but I, I love being proven wrong. Yeah. and That's another theme of why I wanted to start this is I never want to be like, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. I want to, I want to put myself around people that are challenging who I am and how I think. And if I'm proven wrong, Hell yeah, teach me why. That's but man, that's not a I bad on thing on me for for being right, for you being right and me being wrong. Like I I am way more about what is right than who is right.
1: If I have an opinion on something, like I can always be educated more. Like my opinion can change based on like how educated I am on it. So if someone comes in knowing more about a subject than me and they have like a different opinion, like I want to hear them out cuz like that could their reasoning could change my opinion.
0: Do you think that social media has changed how we have i mean obviously it's changed how we uh discuss these things but how that's a
1: good question i feel like people like are a lot more bold which this is kind of a good thing people aren't as scared to like have a strong opinion because of social media cuz they can like post whatever they want on twitter and they don't have to like no one ever has to know who they are like who said this you know and i think with social media people have just like been able to have like voices like where they couldn't like in real life like they're not going to say what they feel because like they don't want to be heard
0: so much of this is you can't hear someone's tone through a a tweet or a text or or whatever it is and with the the bold ideas which is which is great and 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 everybody should have a voice barack obama said this uh, and he he tweeted it a video and said i'm gonna i'm gonna mess this up, but he said uh when you when you say something like defund the police which in at its core could could be a great idea it, it's it's how you say it and entitle these things because when you when you say something like defund the police, you're losing people that might be on the fence of it and turn them to the yeah. other side." Instead of explaining what that actually means. Yeah. And so so really you're just firing up the people that are already on your side and, and losing yes. those who would otherwise be willing to listen to it. Because it yeah. sounds like a scary idea for a lot of people, which turns them off from it. Yeah. When, if you preface it differently and say how we can reallocate these resources, somebody listening to these things might totally agree with you.
1: Yeah. Well, because if you hear, like, you just hear defund the police, you're like, well, we're just going to get rid of, like, police? Yeah. Like, that's, because I, like, before I knew what it, like, what it meant, that's what I thought. I was like, we're just, we're done. Like, we're just going to shut it down. And, like, I think it is important for, like, people to hear what it actually means. How
0: has being in emergency services affected you personally with your views and that kind of thing?
1: I don't, we work with the police a lot, like, as firefighters, we're, like, always working with the police, so it's been kind of hard to, like, take a stance like that, like, like, I don't want to, I under, I do understand, like, what people are saying, like, when they, like, say, oh, ACAB and stuff like that, you know, yeah. like, I understand, like, why people are, like, I don't know, I feel like I kind of have a different view on them than everyone else, you know, like, because I can see them as, like, like, actual, like, helpful pieces of society like that actually like are important yeah but i understand like why people are upset at them it's just tough to really have an answer like yeah to that you know because i uh like i said i don't like fully agree with like saying a cab and stuff like that i don't know how you feel about that
0: well i my opinion on it is obviously there are good men and women that are on the police force but ACAB comes from all cops are bastardized by a system yeah and so my opinion is that you, you might be a, a great person on that force which which yeah. there are plenty of There's still bystanders to what's going on and a yeah. lot of these good cops are people that want to hear the cop out first before listening to a, a victim. Yeah. And there are a lot of great police officers, like I'm I'm going to keep saying, but how many of those have changed anything?
1: Yeah, I yeah. do. I do think that there is like a lot of cops who kind of just like stand by, like just kind of watch as things happen, you know? And I feel like that can be like, just because they're not inherently bad
0: they're like still seeing things like they're perpetuating the system is what it is. And, you know, and, and I don't have the, the answers to this, but I do know that what's going on right now. doesn't work. My view. I like, I think cops
1: are necessary. There needs to be like just more education. It's a year in Academy and then they're out on the street. Like I feel like they should have a degree maybe in like sociology, you know, they're, they're good to like talk people down without using violence
0: i'm i'm a big believer my my dad was a social worker where he got into coaching and so i'm a big believer in that and i think with how much we're spending on the police force i think a lot of these issues could be resolved by having fewer but more highly trained officers yeah. in the force where it's an honor to be a part yeah. of that and and being a a highly trained professional that only comes in for these certain situations. Whereas like, you don't need to have a gun on you when you pull over somebody for speeding, you know, I think learning how to de-escalate instead of perpetuating the situation is, is so important and something that's being looked over in this.
1: Well, and honestly, I think a lot of cops agree with this. Like, I don't think it's like that outlandish of a statement. Like I think, because, like, I've talked to a cop about this, and he was like, I do think that there needs to be more, like, education and de-escalation, being more educated in how to de-escalate a situation. I don't know. But as being – like, being a first responder, I don't know. I don't know if it changes my view that much.
0: I mean, again, I, I don't have the answers. These are just how I feel on these things. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm going to lose some people on that, but that's that's me. Yeah. Um, tell me more about Hayden. What do you want to know about him? What what's something you're passionate about outside of what we talked about? I think I don't know if
1: this relates to anything, but I'll talk about this for a while. I want to um open up a restaurant. That's something I've been super pa- I've always been passionate about cooking. I've had the idea of like opening up a restaurant for a long time. I would make uh chicken wings and chicken sandwiches. It'd be called the Chicken Store. I got a whole whole idea of Oh, it. I think I remember you
0: talking about this once.
1: I think I have. I've had this. I, this has been something I've wanted to do for so long. Like, yeah, it'd be called the chicken store. And we just sell like chicken wings, chicken nuggets, chicken sandwiches, and those garlic knots I made for you. Oh, that was, you remember those? Those garlic knots. Were crazy. I don't want to be like a ripoff of Fire on the Mountain, but yeah. I don't know. I think I kind of killed it on the, <laughs> the queso and oh, the knot.
0: Oh my God. That was. I mean, I, I had had a couple, but that was one of the best meals I ever had when you just hey. showed up at my house with garlic knots and queso.
1: Yeah, I so I just love cooking for people and stuff like that. So I would love to, like, be able to just make food and people be like, oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. Just, like, I would love to do that. So that's a, a passion of mine, I would say. Like, just cooking.
0: And is it your mom that makes kombucha?
1: She owned a, like kombucha company for a little bit uh but she doesn't do that anymore but she still makes kombucha so yeah my mom makes kombucha but not professionally i don't know if it was professional before but she she used to have a store
0: i asked all my guests this uh what's the coolest thing you've learned in the last two weeks in the last two weeks or you can bump it to three or or what's something cool you've learned recently
1: shoot um oh (laughs) this isn't (laughs) And he, I just learned Chief Keefe is only 25. Oh, yeah. I just learned that. You know, he, yeah, he, he made love of the Sosa at 16? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's anything, but I just learned that.
0: No, that's, really a, me. that's a real talent. And and I remember when he was on uh, – well, what's that horrible show?
1: Oh, Breakfast Club? Is that yeah, yeah, about? yeah,
0: that one. When he was on that and uh, somebody said something inappropriate – and then the co-host was like, "Hey, hey, don't don't say that. He's he's only 16. And he's like, "I'm not sixteen. How old?" <laughs> Three hundred.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did not. He's super young still. Like, he, oh yeah, because his career was like in 2010, like when he was like at the peak. Yeah, like making Love Sosa and stuff like that. Yeah, he was sixteen.
0: Generational talent.
1: Hey, Amen. And he'll never <laughs> chief Keith, man. He defined us, you know. If we have nothing coming out of, you know, into our adult years, we have Chief Keef, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: I think mine, it's just a quote I read, uh, but it's something I've been thinking about a lot, is thank you for letting me get to know this phase of you. And this is something that I've been kind of, or something that really related to what I've kind of been thinking on meditating on is letting people just be a memory instead of missing the old version of someone or wishing I had this person back in my life. But instead reflecting on great memories with someone great moments and appreciating what was once there and, moving forward and, and learning from those and being present because I think something that has really affected my mental health negatively has been worrying about the future and dwelling yeah. on the past when all I have is right now. Yeah. I feel like for a long time I've spent so, so much of it worrying about the future and now I'm here. Yeah, now I'm in that future, and what did I do before to affect this now? Yeah. So,
1: I think that's super interesting because, like, I feel like me, like I spend so much time being like, okay, how could I have done this in my past differently, and like, how would that change me now? Like, mm-hmm. and then like I dwell so much on like how I like kind could have like done better in a situation. And like, I feel like that's super interesting to think about. And like, that's important.
0: Well, it's it's really important because all we have is this reality. And I, I I talked about it in last week's episode. I, I, I went through a lot of regret after I left Washington state. I was on my way to Pullman to pack up my room when I found out that the staff that I was trying to get away from was leaving. And I had already left the team. And so I I dealt with a lot of regret with that after. And, you know, now after getting released by the University of Montana, I kept going back to, well, if I would have just stayed at Washington State, maybe if I did this differently or waited a couple days. And yeah, that's that's true. And and maybe I'd be happier if I made different decisions earlier on. But I didn't and yeah. I I'm never going to get to see that timeline so I I just have to make the most out of what I've got going on now yeah. and and use these moments to make my my future better instead of worrying about those those days that are eventually going to be here.
1: I just think it's so easy in like like times where we're like struggling to be like oh I should have done this. Like this is I would not be as depressed as I am right now if I just like did this thing in my past, like, like I love what I'm doing right now, but there's like times where I'm like, holy crap, I, d- I don't know if I should be doing this because, like, but, so before I uh, was doing what I'm doing now, I like I almost moved to uh, Bellingham to go to Western. I literally I had a lease on an apartment. I was that close. When things get like hard at work and stuff, I like I tend to be like, what if I just moved to Bellingham? Like, I probably wouldn't be depressed right now. And I'm like, well, no, you. <laughs> like you just think about it so much like you think about like how you could change the past and it gets it is very detrimental to mental health i think like just getting so caught up and like also like thinking too much about how like my future is going to be you just like get super caught up on like how you can like change your life now to like fit what you're going to be in the future you know i don't know it's
0: i i did want to say um to you and everybody who listens to this, thank you because this podcast and what I'm doing now has given me an hour, a, another hour yeah. a week to to be present and I
1: bet it, reflect. it's super therapeutic.
0: Huh? Oh oh yeah. I get to have on interesting people like yourself and hear their stories and grow and think back on on my thing. So really this this podcast is, is people listening to my Therapy yeah. sessions, and and that was a a, a tweet that a, a bunch of people sent me. But it was, uh, why do men start podcasts instead of going to therapy? <laughs> which 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 was pretty funny. But but this really is something that that helps me, and and I don't care if it's just my parents who listen, or or the yeah. the hundreds that I have right now. And and shout out to the thirty people in Centennial, Colorado, that are tuning in. Uh, I don't I don't know. Dude, I I don't know where these – listen. when I look through the stats, I'm like, who do I even know in these places? Like, like who do I know in Atlanta or Korea? (laughs) Like, I I got a listener in Korea. Shout out. Shout out you. Um,
1: (laughs) No, yeah. So I can, like, look at that for our Spotify. And literally, we have, like, a bunch of listeners in Russia.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) what – Russian
1: people just –
0: You know Marcus Carrasco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he been telling me the same thing is that like the the weird soundcloud off the wall shit that like he's doing and that, that you're doing as well is like super popular in like russia and, and ukraine
1: yeah it, it's crazy i don't know why like i don't know what they, <laughs> they like about it in russia but hey so shout out to the Russians. Yeah, you know? <laughs> shout out.
0: I think something I want to do with this is whether it's it's next year or a, a little longer, just coming back and recording yeah. another episode with all the people I have on and, and seeing where everybody's gone from this. So I think this is really yeah. going to start like with the people I have on becoming this this sort of family who all kind yeah. of checks in on each other. So uh, welcome and uh and thank you for coming on but but yeah uh any any closing statements
1: no uh just don't be stupid to people be nice that's all i gotta say Uh,
0: don't be stupid to people and be nice
1: yeah (laughs) there we go that's all i got really
0: all right all right hayden scott thanks for coming on love your brother thank
1: you for having me all right. Goodbye.
0: Thank you all so much for listening. That was Hayden Scott, an intern firefighter in Jefferson County and EMT student at Central Oregon Community College. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter for all updates on The Bo Show. That's Bo P. Braden on Instagram and Twitter, and those will be linked in the description as well. Special thanks to Dylan Scott, who created the theme music for The Bow Show, as well as Alex Rothschild. For creating the cover art. Both of their social media links are in the description. Thanks again. Peace.